the skill that podcast. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? I'm Elizabeth Montavon. And I'm Stevie Island. And welcome back to season two of the Ski or Die podcast. We took a bit of a hiatus. Uh, we have a new member. We do have a new member of the Ski or Die podcast. That's going to be so good at interrupting. Her name is Rain. She doesn't know how the show works yet. Anyways, let's jump right into it. Look, we've taken a little bit of a hiatus. We're back now. We're looking on the horizon of 2023 coming into our view. And what I want to know is how are we going to improve upon all the progress we have made this past year? Because personally, I've probably had one of the most fulfilling and just amazing years of my entire life. I've, you know, hit so many milestones. I've married you. I've had so many good things happen to me this year. And so what I've been really focusing on is how can I even, you know, improve upon that and how can I even become a better version of myself going into 2023 and, and throughout the year? Um, Without a doubt. I think that something we've said a lot this season is you've probably had one of the most improved professional male slalom seasons. Um, I don't know if of all time, but definitely in recent memory. I haven't seen um, another guy pick up six buoys two seasons in a row, let alone one season in a row. Um, and I think that's that's a huge amount of progress just in regards to skiing, but that's not the only thing that you improved on in 2022 for sure. Yeah, I mean, regardless of the specifics, like just making goals for myself and being able to hit those metrics they were specific goals and hitting them and just doing things that I could never even dream of. It was so important to me and it just made me feel unbelievably fulfilled and it gave me even more purpose and, and it kind of almost like certified the, the, what I had set forth for myself. It, it's, you know, it kind of cemented the idea that yes, this is what you need to be doing. And so was it validating for you? Yeah, it was extremely validating in all the effort that I put into it. You know, I put into all this hard work and dedication, right? So going into 2023, what kind of framework can we create for ourselves that we can pursue, you know, with you know, even more fervently? Well, and, you know, I'm kind of at, I don't know if I'd say the other end of the spectrum, but I'm in a different I'm standing at a different vantage point than you. Last season was not a lot of success for me, but that was because I almost, I didn't really get to play ball. I, I got hurt a couple of times. Um, I had some other things happen that were extremely non-productive for me um, in terms of the support I had around my skiing. Um, and then I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease right at the end of the season. So, I mean, no matter how hard I tried and put in all that effort, I wasn't really getting that validation like what you experienced. Not to say that I regret any of the work that I put in, but it just definitely didn't pan out for me last season. So I'm coming from a very different point, you know, standpoint than you. I'm really ready to throw myself into the hard work, um, but I need a process that's effective. And like you said, we're, we're looking for a framework. And I think that if there's anything I learned last season, looking at everybody get better at skiing and watching everybody get to compete at a high level and just feeling like I can't go play with you all right now, no matter what I do, I'm not ready. Um, I, you know, we own nothing except for what goes on between our ears. 
And that's something that's been really important to me as we've moved into this off-season and I've started to feel more like myself and I've started to have success in practice and in my cross-training and I'm starting to really just kind of go back to being me again, like being effective at being me, which sounds crazy, is that the only thing I really have total ownership of is what's going on inside my head and I have to just be at peace with the fact that everything else could vanish in a moment because that's what I felt like last season. Um it can vanish and I need to be okay with that because I will find my way again. But I think for me, the framework is really going to be a lot of mindset. It's interesting because I feel like you did the same thing I did just on the on a different field almost. You set specific metrics for yourself. You took a step back after your injury and you looked at what you can do to improve and you created that framework for yourself just in that context, which was off the water. And a conversation that we had recently that I want to touch on is those four pillars we had discussed and how those helped you kind of get back on the horse, especially mentally after, you know, that entire beatdown of a season of you not being able to really compete. How did you use those four pillars to, you know, bounce back and, and what was your framework there? Well, and when we talk about the four pillars, these are kind of like the, the big four areas we've talked about in past podcasts, right? It's your body, it's your mindset, it's your relationships, and then the fourth one is productivity, which is pretty broad, and we've dug into these before, and I would love to see how you approached them this past season, too. Um, I, you know, I, I wonder where you and I drew parallels and where maybe we did things differently. Um, you know, for me... Um, right off the bat, if we talk about, you know, the, the area that is the body, that was definitely my biggest weakness. I got hurt. I healed really quickly. Um, but skiing wasn't, it wasn't happening for me. Like it, it, something was misfiring. I could not figure out skiing. Then I got hurt again. Uh, same struggle again. And then I found out I was really sick. Right. So body was not working and I have hired some experts and some people to help teach me what's going on. We did a lot of lab testing, um, and I know now what's wrong with my body, and I'm also training smarter. Um, and you know, I think my injuries really came from a place of like, I was extremely fearless. I had no mortal fear. So I was going ham in my training, and I went a little too hard in a little too uh, windy of a day, and like I had nothing to lose, and like I couldn't get hurt, and I got extremely hurt. Um, and then the other one was I was experimenting with equipment, which is something you should always do. And I would never not do that. Um, but I just, I did it in a way where it got me hurt. And that once again, that's just the nature of the beast. So, um, how have I come back in that area? Like I said, I, I, I'm working with really smart people. You know, I have coaches for everything. We've got, Chet is our ski coach. We've got, um, you know, at CrossFit, we've got our coaches there. They're super knowledgeable. We have um, our body work guy that we work with. I have a professional nutritionist. I'm finding the right doctor right now. Like, I don't want to waste any time trying to figure this stuff out on my own. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I've always been that kind of person. Well, I mean, t talk to me about what you've done in terms of, you know, body though. Because I, th I think, I mean, it seems like well, your body's doing better than ever. Yeah, well, before I move on to, to me... I just want to specify, so you focused on specifically what you could control in those situations, and that was really smart on your part, and I wish that more people could fall into your footsteps, because you didn't just sit back and allow what was happening to you happen to you, 
with no further explanation. You didn't allow that to kind of make your life worse for a long extended period of time. You didn't allow this to become a chronic issue. What you did is you identified that there's something that's diminished in my life. I want to find out what's going on and I want to see the truth and I want to, you know, make moves to progress my life forward to betterment. And that's really awesome that you did that. I think that's fantastic. A lot of people, you know, they, they have things happen to them where they, they're not feeling right. There's something in their, their life that's not necessarily perfect. And they just kind of let it sit and fester and it becomes a major issue without identifying and taking action. And I think that's something that you did really well. And, Thank you. you know, that's both a mind and body thing for you, right? You worked on your mind, you worked on your body, you took all those tests, you're working with a nutritionist. That's awesome. I think the most valuable piece of insight I got over the summer was that you need to see your health, physical and mental, as a spectrum. And one end of the spectrum is you're extremely, like, chronically ill. And the other end is feeling like a million bucks. And most of our uh, medical system is interested in keeping you somewhere around the middle is good enough. And what I learned is that if you're in the middle and you're like, eh, I'm not a million bucks, like I could be better, but like I'm not dying. You have to press for answers. You have to insist on being treated. You have to insist that you want to improve the quality of your life because that is possible. And I, that was something I didn't really know, but like, I mean, I've never been ill. Well, it's really hard to take accountability and ownership of all that. You know, it's really easy to sit back and allow someone to tell you how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling bad, you're feeling bad, and no one can tell you that you're not feeling bad. But it's really easy in those situations to be like, eh, you know, you're right. I'm just having an off week, month, year. It's something else. I'm the problem. It's so so easy to make excuses and not take accountability and just really figure it out. And, you know, of course, this is in our specific context. I'm extremely healthy. I can't talk about someone who's not because <laughs> I've been really fortunate with my health um, but yeah I mean it's also I'm a can of worms him. though because once you you have the lab test done there's no unknowing what you then know about your health and if you choose to not act on it it's like they said at the Spartan race if you cheat at the end you'll know if you if you look at the lab results and you it, it tells you exactly what you're not consuming and what you are consuming too much of and, and, and what's wrong with your body, if you choose to not act on that information and just continue going about your life feeling meh, you know that. And I just knew I couldn't live with myself. Once I saw, so uh, I got the test results. We were in the limo right after we got married, actually. Yes, I got that's the email got and Yeah, I, I was like, those are my lab results. And I was like holy shit, I'm going to die. (laughs) It was like, oh, your liver is about to stop working. It was like, either I act or I don't, but then I have to not complain for the rest of my life that I feel like shit. And I chose to act. I literally ordered everything I could in that moment that she told me to order. And I mean, we've changed everything about our lives. You've done it with me just to be supportive. Um, well, it's helped me too. I mean, it's eating whole foods and more healthy. I mean, of course, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. It's easy when you're going to the store and, and you know, doing it. It's easy to just kind of be a part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of use the four pillars as well in, in my year. I, of course, <clears throat> worked on my mind. I mean, I, I've become much more of a positive person. 
I've really worked on my pessimism and my cynicism and my negative thought process. That's been a huge thing for me this year, and you've helped a lot with that. Uh, that's something I focus on a ton, and I think it helps with my performance, you know, on game day as well. It created a bit more centered person, um, and when you're more centered and present, it's just easier to perform. Uh, and body wise, but wait, I want it before you go to body. So uh, an epiphany you had um, at, this summer or this recently was. Um, and this really stems from a place of like high self-awareness, which I think is very powerful, is you said that sometimes when you're vocalizing negativity, it's really you brainstorming as you troubleshoot a situation. And I think that the self-awareness to identify, oh, I'm vocalizing negative things because I'm kind of playing out all this potential solutions and I'm telling myself out loud why they won't work to, to like get to a solution there's probably a lot of people who they also exist in that same process and they don't realize it and then they just get labeled a negative person or maybe people don't want to be around them as much and they can't explain why and i just think that your self-awareness around that was extremely powerful because it's just rooted in no you're actually trying to solve problems you're just talking through it out loud and i tend to be around you the most so i assume you're talking to me which really not necessarily is the case. <laughs> well, luckily we have the kind of relationship where you can kind of identify that for me and help me out. But yeah, I mean, I'm an extroverted person and I do talk through my thought processes a lot out loud to the detriment of some people around me. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that was a big thing for me this year. Um, and I'm still working on it. It'll be probably endless because I feel like it's just habitual at this point. But, but you know, it's important. It's, sometimes it's not about flipping the switch because you can't flip a switch on certain behaviors. It's just about having that self-awareness because, I mean, think about how much that opens up your perception of yourself knowing that's how you work through potential solutions. Yeah, and I'm reading David Goggins' books right now, his new book, and I'm listening to it on, on Audible, and he said that he started recording himself when he did it or if he had a friend who was a negative spewer, he would record them and play it back for them without them knowing and he's like this is what you sound like you sound like a little bitch and i feel like i need to start doing that whenever i get into my fits of complaining um but yeah i mean body wise i worked with you know brett our massage therapist and our coaches at crossfit 1401 and chet and i'm just trying to make the most efficient water skier and, and, and crossfitter as possible um it's just an endless journey that I'm on now is just to become the best physical specimen I could be. Um, and I think I've made some strides. I I'm training more than I ever have with the least amount of soreness as I ever, I ever have. Um, still tons of improvement to be made, but this year I really focused in and it paid a lot of dividends. You know, I was able to train a ton this year. And, you know, when I get more and more reps on the water, reps, 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 as Arnold Schwarzenegger says, I was able to just become better. Of course, if you get more reps in the water, you're gonna get better at skiing. Um, so that's huge for me. I feel like an, an important component there was the, with the least amount of soreness possible too, because you've had some pretty um, impactful low back injuries and neck injuries and rib injuries in the past. And the fact that you kind of held all those at bay for a whole season and trained a lot, um, I think was a big win for you. It was huge for me. Yeah, I, I went to every event I wanted to go to and Every record tournament I wanted to ski in, I was able to ski in everything, and that's huge. 
I skied in more tournaments than I ever have my entire life this year. Um, traveled more for skiing than I ever have in my entire life as well. Clinics and stuff, the Taiga shoot, everything. So no, it was huge. It was uh, it was really cool to see the hard work I put into that payoff and. And like you had touched on earlier, it's really a testament to our relationship that's relationships we've built to make ourselves, you know, stronger, more flexible, less prone to injury, more knowledgeable about these things. Um, so if you are feeling like you need some more information or want some more knowledge upon all these things we've touched on, um, shoot us a DM. Especially yeah. for Elizabeth with her, you know, nutritionist information on, on those tests and, and that process. I'm sure she'd be elated to expand on that uh, if you wanted to reach out to her. If you're feeling, you know, if anything that we had said on this podcast resonates with you, feel free to reach out and we'd be happy to help you, you know, and get you in contact with the, with the right people. Yeah, I mean, something we always say is, you know, we do, certainly don't have all the answers, but we love connecting people to the people that we do know. Um, and, and pointing you right in the right direction. Um, it's all part of the community we're trying to build, the Ski yeah. or Die community. You know, we exactly. want to build a community that, that promotes all these things. And, you know, I think that one pillar we haven't talked about but is kind of foundational in skiing is that of productivity. That's kind of where you and I place skiing is in that productivity box. Um, and, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet because I know we've got many episodes to come, but I think for 2023, productivity, skiing-wise – because I had such a non-season and I feel like I'm at such a loss, I am so interested in my skiing looking completely different next year than anything that you might expect, like the hallmark of whatever you think Elizabeth Monovan skiing looks like. My goal is to make sure it looks very different. I don't want to play the same game and get the same result anymore. Um, and I've had a whole season to watch everybody ski and, and obsess and analyze and I'm ready to make a lot of change personally um, and I don't care how long it takes me to get it right but 2023 I'm ready to ski differently that's fantastic it sounds like you have a really strong why and that's what you need you need a really strong why in order to hold intense discipline and intense discipline is needed to make those stark changes that are needed to get yourself to the next level so that's awesome to hear. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll end it there. We'll wrap it up. We got to go to the gym. Um, but Classic. But thank you so much, you guys, for joining us for season two of the Ski or Die podcast. We're back, baby. And we're back. It's so, <laughs> so good to be back on the mic. Um, if you learned anything, if this inspired you, please share it with somebody else that you care about in the community. That's all we're trying to do is inspire some. The dogs had something to say. What is it? <laughs> we are trying to inspire work ethic and community in water skiing again, regardless of how far apart we all are across the globe. Uh, so please share this, and we will be back on the mic with you very soon. All right. Take it easy, y'all.